Welcome. Thanks for joining us on our new podcast, Highlight Life. Highlight Life is a podcast exploring the intersection of cannabis and wellness. We're two best friends from Brooklyn on a quest for a better, less stressed life. Taking an honest, sometimes irreverent look at weed, CBD, and wellness. I'm Kirsten. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be three things when I grew up. An astronaut, an actor, and a marine biologist which got canned as soon as I realized that didn't equal swimming with dolphins. So obviously, I ended up working in fashion. But the point is, I wanted to explore as far in and out as humanly possible. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a music-obsessed vegan who loves to work hard, play hard. I was an overweight teen in Virginia listening to metal and hardcore all day and just feeling shitty. Wanting to feel better led me to becoming vegetarian. I first tried cannabis with a Rasta roommate I lived with in the East Village. And that was the beginning of my quest to learn more about and use natural plants and healing practices. Today, we have part two of our conversation with Dr. Caroline Hartridge. She is a doctor of osteopathy, general practitioner trained in whole foods, plant-based medicine. We're going to jump right into our conversation discussing plants as medicine, how eating a whole plant-based diet can dramatically improve your health and cannabis's role in medicine. I love how you're you're really focused on the pre- preventative plant-based eating mm-hmm. and also um, you're a vegan. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. I um, am also a holistic health coach. I've been vegan for a really long time, too, and I've always believed in the power of a plant-based diet, changing your life and, and making you healthier. I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and how you started bringing that into your practice sure. and how you got onto that path yourself. I got onto plant-based eating through Dr. McDougall, my fourth year of medical school. So Dr. McDougall is a internal medicine doctor out in California who's been in the field for 40, 50 years. Um, and he does live in wellness programs for people. So plant-based nice. interventions to get them off medications or to avoid major surgeries or interventions. Awesome. Um, and for medical students, it's free. Everybody else, even oh, wow. doctors have to pay to go. So I thought this was going to be a really fun elective by the pool for the end of my fourth year of medical school. Oh, I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds great. Yeah. I'm just trying to be honest. That's okay. Yeah. I didn't go in thinking. Okay. This was going to change my life life, or that I was going to be plant-based. But the backstory to that is that I had first day of, I was an omnivore beforehand. And first day of anatomy lab, second day of medical school, I no longer ate meat. Fair enough. We can just leave that one there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then a year later, I got a fertilized egg in my CSA box. So that was done. (laughs) Um, So now I'm at butter and cheese a few times a week. Mm -hmm. And then everything else is pretty much plant-based. And I also have crippling endometriosis and have signed up for uh, ablation at Stanford. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this wakes me up in the middle of the night. It's horrible pain. Um, 
I'm in and out of the emergency room that whole year trying to get diagnosed because they think I have appendicitis or, you know, all these other things. Mm-hmm. So quality of life was not great. Yeah. And I was willing to go undergo elective surgery. Whoa. And I mean, given the backstory, like I, I'm, I'm not a great patient. I don't like to go to the doctor. I was doing acupuncture and herbs and stuff. You know, that's, I'll go get a massage and acupuncture before I go. Same. That's exactly me too. To PT, right? Like, um, so for me to sign up for elective surgery at Stanford was like big, big. Yeah. And, um, three days into Dr. McDougall's program, I realized that I was pain free. That's incredible. What? That's three I mean, days. What? Wow. No way. I'm s- oh. three days. So I called Stanford and canceled that surgery. I mean, that's life-changing. Great. It, it was. And you're like, well, this is something that, that makes sense. Wow. <laughs> and I was there with a Canadian cardiologist who is also um, a pharmacist. So, you know, just so he studied pharmacology and then he studied internal or family medicine and then he studied cardiology. Like it's just super well educated. Yeah. And he also thought he had a pretty clean diet. And both of us three days in were like, man, I feel so different. Like a few servings makes a huge difference. So for me, I wasn't going to go back. Right. Um, And the more hospital and community medicine I did, the more I realized that diet was a huge problem for people. And I was, you know, where people are coming in through the emergency room with a blood sugar of 600 or something oh ridiculous. God. They have no idea they have diabetes. They <sighs> they just had a heart attack or something. And and it's a huge wake-up call because now they've been diagnosed with diabetes, hypertension, hypercholestemia, you know, and all these. And they've got four or five new diagnoses up five days later as they're exiting and four or five new pills. Yeah, right. And I would print out Dr. McDougall's color picture book. So he's also well-known author, best time New York mm-hmm. Times seller several yeah. times over. And so the last book he made, because he was like, fuck it, I'm over all this, Yeah, is a picture book. Oh, my God. This is right up my alley. So it's <laughs> green light, like read, but... yellow light, red light. And then there are foods. <sighs> and on the page, it tells you what color light it is. So it makes it very easy. We need this book. So <laughs> link in bio. I'm so serious. I would print this out. I'm Apologies to all the nursing stations. Because this is like an 80-page document, and I'm in the hospital doing discharge <laughs> paperwork, printing this thing in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and it's color, and it's double-sided, and I'm using all the ink and paper, and they're oh God, like, they oh, hated where you. the fuck is Dr. Hartridge? <laughs> because I'm the only one. But <clears throat> it was, I felt like a thread of hope for these people wow. with these, you know, these life-changing diagnoses. And we're telling them that they've got to be on all these pills and they got to change everything. And, and how many times a day did they need to stick? And now they're on insulin mm-hmm. and like they're getting all this education the day they're getting discharged. Yeah. And I felt like this was like, a it, in case you didn't hear anything, here's just a little, take it just take you. it. And it's a really easy way to manage your food. Um, so it became part of what I was recommending to people. Mm-hmm. And I would share it in PowerPoints if I had the option in presentations with colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I went into private practice, it became a, like, I this needs to be a major thing that I offer people. What were people's reactions to you when you were giving them that? Like, were they They're open so to confused. it at that time? Or, okay. Yeah, people, because we've been it taught. It seems this... so countering. Yeah. So Pyramid. More, more, I would say the food 
is more woo-woo to people uh-huh. than me so coming crazy. in and getting paged to like come do bowel work to so someone can you know have mm-hmm. a bowel movement a bowel. and be discharged. Yeah, because they have a hard time giving up those chicken nuggets. So or, or relearning everything you're taught in school there's about a lot, like meat, cheese, right. egg down. That's to the, where uh, the stories are sugar. nice or the movies are nice. Yes, if they can get that emotional nice. connection. Um, but I also like to kind of pull back the curtain or the emperor has no clothes or whatever analogy you want to have is that like we live in a free economy y'all yeah okay we live in a government driven by the free economy yeah and no one's ever lied about that like we've always been very transparent as a country about that Mm -hmm. so if you zoom out and look at the purse strings and look at where the marionette kind of starts at the top you can follow the money yeah yeah and it's not hidden no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> so yeah. if you want to look at the messaging that you're receiving through all the media platforms and school, I mean, I learned that in school. school, but look at the federal subsidies. Yeah, that's exactly Again, right. follow the money. Yeah, it's, it's the money. So can, I don't think I. That's what's that. The money is what creates that plate in all the schools that everybody's taught about. So. Yeah. But we also then get to vote with our dollar every day. Yeah. So you can make different choices in this economy and kind of shift it a little. But in that, I think it's harder for people because, oh, well, dairy's good for me or it does a body good or whatever it is. And then I like to people aren't always aware of all the changes that are going around lobbying mm-hmm. and the laws that go into the language that we see. And the dairy industry was actually sued by yeah. the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine to change their language around their dairy advertising. And it used to say milk does a body good. And we know that milk leaches calcium and magnesium out of your bones. We know that it has insulin life growth factor at a rate that encourages you to put on protein and fat at the rate of a baby cow. We know that it has hormones in it. And these aren't hormones we're giving the cows. These are hormones, estrogen, Mm -hmm. things that you have in your own breast milk, again, at a ratio that you don't need to have as a human. So those are just kind of the, and, and then we don't need to talk about like the pus content that's allowed. <laughs> we'll go on and on. Uh, or the environmental impact, or that we're the only mammal that suckles the teat of another mammal. Yeah. Think we about like, it. We like the teat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, this breaks my heart because I'm just going to say my child is addicted to it. Well, okay. And then I, this yeah. is the last one. It's addictive. addictive. So milk the primary protein, casein in it, when put into, into animal um, studies, rats in particular, are given heroin versus casein. And guess what they choose? Casein. casein. It's more addictive than heroin. So it causes an opiate effect in the brain. So if your two-year-old wants that milk. She does. Then sorry, Kim. she yells There's at me a reason. for it. She, like, in her happy songs and in her nighttime stories, yogurt makes it in there. Yeah. Oh, wow. So It does. She's like, and then we're going to get the yogurt and, you know, the whatever character gets the yogurt. Dairy's a big one. And and one way to relate to it is, would you let a heroin addict shoot up once a week? Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. Yeah. What Do you have any... Okay. So here's, like, a personal question. Okay. What is a good way to get off that? How do you How do you kick the case in? So I would eliminate it from your house. And in this transition period, if you need the fake 
products go to town. I think the longer you're on a plant-based diet, the more processed food feels processed. processed. processed you yeah. just become really aware of how it, yeah. how much fat and oil is in it compared to... So there are layer, layers to the plant-based eating, but one layer is no added salt or oil or sugar. So those are processed foods mm-hmm. and limiting the amount of processed food. So I think once you can become aware of what you're putting in your body to that level, even the fake cheeses or meats are like, yeah. woo, a that might the, as well be a McDonald's. A lot yeah. of the fake I mean, cheeses it's actually worse have than some of the, yeah. So you do, you need to read your ingredients. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's a nice way for people to transition. But kind of the same way I would approach someone with... Um, addiction right you would you, <laughs> you need to remove it i mean it's strong you you need to get the cigarettes out of the house yeah right you need to get the ashtray out of that house you need to get the lighters my husband's gonna have to listen to this one a couple times so yeah. um, and i do that for patients because sometimes it's hard to do by yourself it's really hard but i think that's i where, think the food is harder than some of the other substances and there's that an emotional com- there's an emotional, emotional component yeah. to it i mean so i work with physicians who know this and I just air quoted. Sorry, I forget that people can't see us. But <laughs> <laughs> we saw you. Thank you. Uh, but I work with people who fundamentally know they've got the data. They know that, yeah. And they're still doing it. They're still doing it. And I, I, I'll share one uh, precious story to me. It's another physician who's trying to shift dietary habits and would stop at Wendy's and get a um, Frosty and eat it because she had done so well at clinic that day like she was that was rewarding. Tra- yeah a treat yourself. she earned yeah. it treat yourself yeah and then mentally got into a space between wendy's and home where she hid it from her husband <gasps> like she threw it away outside and then you know changed mint or whatever it was like <laughs> she was very aware of what she was doing but there was she knew so was much wrapped up in it so mm. there's a book back to the stories called mm-hmm. The Pleasure Trap. Okay. And I learned about it when I was studying with Dr. McDougall, Doug Lyle I know is the that author. Book. That's a great book. And it's thin. You can read it in a day. Yeah. You can watch the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. You can I mean it's it's pretty easy to consume. But he does a great job of depersonalizing the choices that we make. Ooh. So it's more about like, is it your fish brain or your monkey brain? And it's not about you're a bad person who's breaking the rules and not doing what's good for you. He's just like, listen, is it higher self or fish brain thinking? Like, it's not that bad. Right. And you still can change it. You can change it. Which and you're empowering. not a bad person for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which like, is I think empowering. people get wrapped up in the story and they're not even thinking about why that they were driven to make those choices evolutionarily. Absolutely. Me. I'm raising my hand again. So it's, the pleasure trap is a great way to yeah. think about it. Um, so that's, I transitioned because I studied with Dr. McDougall. It changed my health personally. And then as I got into practice, I saw that diet was a big part of the mind, body, spirit solution. Yeah. yeah. I um, mean, it's so mm-hmm. important to connect those dots all the yeah. way through. And then in wanting to practice for myself sustainable medicine, I felt like it was important to have that conversation with my patients. So if I am going to prescribe your statin, then there's an environmental sequelae to that. Yeah. And there's an environmental footprint to all the things you're eating that go along with me needing to give you that statin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, and I'll still do it, but like, let's have conscious consumption. Yeah. So yeah. you're educated, you yes. know, and you're choosing. It's and, not a choice and, it's and it's a judgment-free zone, but right. just know. Yeah, that's amazing. I wanted to use this moment to segue. Speaking of plants, 
speaking of holistic, speaking of nature and connecting the dots, you did choose to get into cannabis. I did. And you did choose to use it as a medicine. So obviously we have a ton of questions around that. Yeah, go for it. Because you're a real doctor, so you have real knowledge. You Googled it. Making up our own theories over here. Dr. Wiki. Yeah. Um, So once you made the conscious choice Mm -hmm. and you knew why you were doing it, how do you navigate who you think is a good candidate for it? Yeah. Do you think everyone's a good candidate candidate right. for it? Um, like, do you think some people shouldn't take it? Like, yeah, yeah. no, there are certain contraindications for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, um, you're on a blood thinner, and we really need to be cognizant of your dosing and and how. CBD is going to affect that. Okay. Um, so not even THC or psychosis or anything like that, but just CBD alone uh-huh. can affect pharmaceuticals. Um, and then certain uh, mental health conditions can mm-hmm. be uh, not indicated with cannabis use, um, but it can really help certain. So I don't just do a cannabis evaluation um, for patients. I will, if you want to be a patient in my practice, it's called an initial encounter, and it's about an hour and a half of your time. I love that it's an initial encounter. That's like <laughs> encounters of the third kind. I love it. It feels like... And we take a lot of time to talk. And awesome. you get a physical exam and then a complete osteopathic assessment and treatment. And then we kind of debrief. And in, in that, we start with what are your goals? Like, why are you here? How do you want to consume medicine? How do you want to work together? And then you tell me your whole story. And then I get your body story. And then I treat you. And then I kind of come back in and we relate back to your goals while you're here, and then I just lay out the recommendations. So in that, Mm -hmm. if someone said, I have horrible left-sided knee pain, and it's been going on for 22 years, and this is all the stuff I've done, or no, I'm just here to, because, you know, my friend Bobby said it was cool, and um, no, I don't have any problems, no. no, Do you get that? Yeah, no, I get people who are like, I don't even know why I'm here, but someone said I needed to come and see you. I'm like, okay, so... They don't have any real goals in working together. And then we get down, and because I get time to do a really thorough interview, I get your whole history. I get your trauma history. You walk me through it. You eat in a day. We talk about relationships. We talk about work. We talk about pets. Like, So I I get it all. I know. So even if you say nothing, your body has its own story. So Mm -hmm. even if you say, I've never been in a motor vehicle accident, and I get to feel your body, and there's a huge force factor going through it. I'll be like, so tell me about your trauma that you were looking to the, like, I, we can feel and diagnose that. And then they'll be like, oh, dude, yeah, no, I was looking over my left shoulder. The guy came from, how did you know that? And you're like, your body just told, told me. Wow. Wow. So even if you don't think you have some things, you might. Or in sharing your social history with me, how you choose to use alcohol, cannabis, cocaine, molly, psilocybin heroin all of us are like i don't know what you're talking about slinking down in our chair or robbie perked up on that one or porn i mean i have people that feel like they've self-diagnosed with porn addictions i mean i guess it feels good it's affecting their relationship and then it affects their their neurochemical and biochemical feedbacks we talk about everything and in that then i can say Either, yes, your your right needed side need pain, you know, we did some manipulation, maybe it's all treated now, I don't think. Or, you know, maybe you could use something daily to help with that. Um, and that's where maybe the medical cannabis recommendation comes in. So they might have a pain management or a PTSD 
right when we start that they say, I need help addressing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have some people that come in and say, I want medical cannabis. And it's like, well, that's nice. No way. Do you want, you know, I want a dirty martini. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, so that's noted. But we're still going to go through the same exact evaluation yeah. process, and you either qualify under the recommendations or you don't. And you don't. Right. And it's up it's up to us to really decide through your history. You know how how long has this been going on? What's the severity? What makes it better? What makes it worse? What have you tried to treat it? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't rate. You know it's 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 what any doctor would do if you came in asking then, about pain or describing a symptom. We so, just have a few more tools to work with. Do you find that? the cannabis truly takes the place of certain drugs more so than other things. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it like pain management, for instance? Like, is there like a litany of pain management that you can really kind of substitute cannabis for? I'd say it works for a lot of people to replace whatever they've been using for prescription pain management. So whether that's 800 milligram ibuprofens Mm -hmm. or Percocets or... Mm. Two milligrams of oxy, you know, like morphine. Um, So it really depends on where you're at um, and what your goals are. And I try and in my practice honor my patients in self-tapering. So if you are coming and looking for medical cannabis as an alternate to certain pain management modalities, um, I can continue to prescribe those and the cannabis and we can kind of and in one and start to increase the other, but it's at a rate that's comfortable for you. Right. And there are other pain management doctors that uh, feel aren't as familiar with cannabis or feel like it's counterintuitive to some of their pain management pharmaceuticals and don't allow their patients to have cannabis in their system. Wow. So Do you feel like the same is for antidepressants? Yes. Um, and again, it depends on their goal. And it's not just cannabis. So from pain to antidepressants to anxiety, from trauma or for whatever it might be, we're not just talking about the pharmaceuticals. We're talking about your diet. We're talking about your physical activity. We're talking about your relationships. We're talking about your work. Like, It's, it's really to be seen on all levels and make recommendations on all levels. And then we can talk about what's realistic for you to address and kind of triage those recommendations. Do you, can you use it in combination? Like, would you <clears throat> prescribe cannabis mm-hmm. and CBD and then they're also on mm-hmm. pain meds? Yeah, or absolutely. Okay. So that's kind of, I guess I didn't describe it, it well, but that's what I was saying with the self-tapering. So I will prescribe both okay. and then, you know, over the months, maybe it's less and less and I'll right. get a call from the pharmacist and they're like, doctor, you know, why is... Bobby's prescription going down did you is this an error you know oh. and he's going to come in and get mad at me that we filled it wrong and it's like no Bobby's self tapering this is on purpose and they, they're just not used to seeing it wow I mean I think that that's that's pretty amazing because be I was to told that. that um you I my mother um uh had ovarian cancer mm-hmm. and I had tried to get her into like CBD and some cannabis stuff and she was on a a, a chalkboard full of medications. That, that's another show. But everyone was yelling in my, at me. And this was, you know, maybe 2012 to not that she shouldn't be taking the CBD or smoking weed in combination with the drugs that she so, was on. <clears throat> it does need to be okay. managed yeah. and monitored. And that's it when you're on. I mean, uh, she was, I, I was scared. A cocktail of drugs. Yeah, she was on a massive cocktail, so I was a little, I was Especially scared. Especially with cancer patients okay. or heart attack patients. I mentioned the blood thinner earlier. Okay. Um, 
these for some of them there's a very narrow therapeutic range in the dosing and for others we've got a broader range okay um and so for the narrow ones if and they can if they go through the same pathways with the liver like if the drug you're taking is metabolized by your liver and then the cbd you're taking is also metabolized by your liver they can use some of the same receptors in that pathway and it can it can, it can either increase the dose of the drug available in your system or decrease the amount of okay. drug. And it depends on the drug. So you really do need to sit down with someone who understands CBD and THC and the different receptors and the drugs that she's on and their receptors and see... And see if it fits in and if it's safe. Okay. So it's just not meant to be used in a vacuum. You're meant to use all of the available help and right. guidance that you and can you when you're navigating it, this. It's really because of everything we just talked about. It is very important to be transparent with your healthcare provider about it. Because right. it can cause other issues. Right. And if like, we don't, don't lie about it. No. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's a safe space. I think one, people, one thing patients aren't reminded often enough is that the encounter room, our, our appointment together, is confidential. It's a safe space. Yeah, they feel like they're talking to their parents. Or law enforcement. (laughs) Yes. Even worse. Right? Um, And that that's a safe space, and you can even let them know that you're about to say something that makes you uncomfortable, and you're not even sure you want them to chart right now. Like, you just want them to hold space for you to share something about your health. You're allowed to ask for that. And as long as you don't tell them that you're going to kill yourself or hurt someone else, like, we can take a moment. You can actually ask them not to chart it. And you can ask oh, them okay. to take a moment from charting okay. and talk to you. You certainly Just can't tell the them. Right, well, like you can't document this. Yeah. But you know, if there's a moment where I think people feel really uncomfortable to to hear the clicking and typing while you're talking. Yes. Yeah. Even that if makes it's sense. patient declines, right? Like, you don't know that I just wrote that. So <sighs> I know as a patient that makes me uncomfortable. So to help other patients advocate for themselves if you feel like you're going to share something that's kind of sensitive to you and you don't know how it's going to roll well yeah yeah right like you it's the first time you've said it out loud then honor that for yourself and ask for the type of attention you need to feel more comfortable from the provider and if that's can we just take a minute and you don't do the computer for a second i'm going to tell you something and i'm a little uncomfortable about it and they're probably thinking like you've got something up your ass right like, yeah Probably. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, oh, yeah. you smoke pot? Oh, okay, whatever. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> right? But Things get stuck in there. <laughs> they, and, <laughs> and girl, we've seen it. I know. <laughs> My cousin's an x-ray tech. Okay, oh, yeah. God. Okay, so emergency room. I mean, we just Whoa. see things. All right. So this is the last question. We so ask everybody. We asked um, Dr. Caroline for her uh, for a couple songs for the playlist that we do with everybody's episodes, and we just like to talk to people about sort of like why you pick the certain songs. Are they just ones that you're listening to a lot right now? Mm-hmm. Is it are they like faves? Like, is it like you know I like to work to it, and what like what is it okay. that made you choose those songs? Okay, um, so I think the first one was "Falling Water" with mm-hmm. by Maggie yep. Rogers. I it was I like that one. I like a lot of her work, and I, I love her. her story. So she's um, a young artist, and there's I would YouTube Maggie Rogers, um, and uh, it's like the moment she's discovered, she's in a recording studio for a class, 
and she's sharing one of her first songs and you just watching their minds be blown. Wow. And it's really cool. Um, so I like her work and I like that I've, you know, she's a young artist and she's been booming over the past uh, three, four years. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard of her actually. Uh, so worth you've listening to. You've seen her pictures around the neighborhood. They've had like big, oh, yeah. big murals. Oh yeah, I have her. seen pictures when, of like her. Like in the last year. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and then what was the next you have one? Lizzo, Juice. Oh, yes. That one makes <laughs> me laugh. Well, it's good to listen and dance to, but I chose that one um, because it's made me laugh. I thought it was blame it on the boots because I could think about like <laughs> certain pair of boots making you act and walk a certain way. Oh, I love that. But it's That's blame true. it on the juice, which could also make you do certain things. <laughs> <laughs> both are good. I like both. both. Are good. I like yeah. the combination of the boots yeah, and the juice. juice right? and juice. Uh, so it's, you know, something I'm listening to now. Um, and then there was... You have Ella Fitzgerald. I like the old and new mix. Yeah, so just classic, you know. Um, and then I think I gave you some disco. You gave us some Donna, yeah. Summers, Nightlife. Uh-huh. I, I know all the... Babe. I love that one. I know all That's the lyrics. A That's a mm-hmm. nice one. Um, and then we gave you some Taylor Swift. T-Swift. Shake it off, Shake it babies. off. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's like the next life motto, just shaking it off. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Thank you so thank much. You so it much has been. I feel today. like. Thank you for having me. I have learned so much today. Yeah. Caroline's, um, your website is drheartridge.com. Correct. For products, that is. drhhs.com. Okay. And you have an Insta too? Insta is Dr. Caroline Hartridge, and you can link to all of it from there. Yeah, so go check out her stuff. It's amazing, and, and, and see what she has to offer. Also, um, we will be putting it on our website as well as linking it to Dr. Caroline's website of her top. 10 recommendations that way you have an yep. easy way if this this resonated it's an easy like first steps all to of them are great things to your daily that she shares with you on her website so we'll have a yeah. link to that and they're all under 30 yeah yep so Perfect. it's amazing thank you so much thank you so much it's so having great me. having you in thanks join us on this journey let's explore experiment and learn together how cannabis with some good old self-care and mindfulness can help us feel good So let's highlight life in a really positive way that just makes us all better humans. Check out our website, highlightlife.com. Follow us on our Instagram at highlightlife and click subscribe on our podcast to take this wild ride with us. Big thanks to Gary's Electric Studio in Greenpoint, Brooklyn and to Rytan on Thrill Jockey Records for the music.